You're listening to the Fortnite Podcast with your hosts, Austin Deface and Michael Pan. Available on Spotify, Apple Music, and all of their podcasts. What up, what up, what up, and welcome to another episode of the Fortnite Podcast. Your host here, Monster Deface. It's been a long time coming, but we're in the middle of that FM competitive season. As always, we got the Life with Panda with us, who just went full-time, ladies and gentlemen. So let's give a silent clap and a big welcome back to the boy Panda. Panda, what's up, bro? Hey, man, it's been crazy. Been crazy, but full-time is here, and I'm excited to see where this journey takes me. Talk to me about it, man. Talk to me about it. Like, like what's up? With butterflies in his stomach? The, the Ooh, day we're yeah. recording this is basically your last day is, what, tomorrow? Last day is tomorrow, the 19th of May, right? So wow. let me give you, I'll give a little context. Uh, Monster knows a little bit behind the scenes, but I'll give some context to the audience. Uh, work approached me. They were like, hey, we need you not only to come back to the office full time, but we want you to work essentially extended hours, uh, which resulted in me having to make a choice. Was I going to continue to pursue my passion of growing in, in esports and gaming and casting? Or was I going to have to step back from this and and just focus on what I was doing at work? And a year ago, two years ago, the decision definitely would have been different. But my wife and I, we talked about it and we decided that this was going to be it. And I can't be more excited for what the future holds. Listen, all I can say is I remember when I made the decision, the, the only way I was able to wrap this in, in my frame of mind is like, I'm not... Or when's the next time I'm going to be in this position, right? Like, yeah. you, you have the tides kind of going in your favor. Things are feeling like it's going in your way, right? Or going your way. You're in a new front with all this gaming and stuff like that. So I took the risk, man. This was almost 10 years ago, guys. And it uh, it turned out to be the best decision of my life. Um, you're in that position now as well, right? You're in a very unique position. You're casting. You're making content. You're growing a community. And you're in a, a part of a growing front. So, um. I'm with you. You know, I got your back and congratulations, Appreciate dude. That. I remember when I did it, I was stoked. I'm not going to lie. I was like, yo, one less thing to worry about. One more thing I care about to focus more on. So that's kind of how it all happened. But ladies and gentlemen, for those of you guys tuned in, welcome back, man. Yeah, I hope you guys have had a great, uh, you know, just a couple weeks since the last episode. We're here. We told you guys we're coming right back around this competitive season time. And man, oh man, we have a lot to talk about, guys. It's uh, It's been an eventful two weeks and it's gonna it's gonna kick off with the draw spot drama on na east with bizzle who managed to go trending in the last couple of weeks that's the person that i don't think we've ever seen kind of trend on social media normally it's <laughs> it's clicks or you know uh, someone else but i mean this time it was bizzle and you know granted Bizzle's on clicks team so i guess it makes sense he's literally under the hottest um magnifying glass if you will right the heat's on the heat is on, and you know it's funny, and I want to preface this whole discussion with Bizzle, right, with the fact that he is an OG. He's an OG pro, similar to Zayt, similar to Saf, and a lot of these other guys out here uh, doing it at a high level for many years. And to see them dog on Bizzle, but, like, like treat the other people that were in the same position as him with so much more respect is crazy to me. But let's break it down. So... Uh, over it was about two weekends ago. Uh, they're playing in the opens. It is Bizzle, Booga, Clicks, Landing, Sweaty, Sands, right. and is getting contested by Skittles and their trio. So, no, no, no. It was actually Gabe, Tahi, and Sprite. Sprite, that's what it is. You were right. And it's Sprite and Trio 
uh, Landon Sweaty, and obviously there's going to be some smack talk going on, right? And uh, Bizzle ends up going down a few times, but not necessarily, in my opinion, throwing the round, but because people are watching this live, they're seeing Bizzle go down, they're seeing mm. Clicks and Booga trying to turn around the situation, they instantly go to socials, and they start blaming Bizzle for the downfall of that weekend. So what it, do you think, Monster? I mean, I think it's crazy that this is what happens. We always picture or, or put this team on a pedestal as like three superstars playing with one another. But this mm. just goes to show that like the biggest superstar will always be the superstar in the group no matter what. There's going to come with repercussions. And this time we see the first, I guess, the ramifications of playing alongside someone like Clicks, the quite honestly hottest player in the Fortnite scene, like as far as numbers go, uh, viewership, right? The community, the, the diehard fans, like this guy is popular, y'all. So naturally, of course, his fans are going to get salty, man, and they got to blame someone. They're not going to, you know, the King Clicks is not getting blamed. I'm telling you that right now, they're going to blame someone else. And... I just feel like Bizzle is the easiest target of the group, right? He is just quite honestly the easiest target. He also, I guess, has the least accolades in the current time, right? Because Booga, Booga's Booga, World Cup champ, all that good stuff, still on top of his game. Uh, Clicks, recently winning, tons of tournaments, definitely killing the streaming game. And then Bizzle, like, Bizzle hasn't really done much, right? Bizzle's kind of just there, obviously living in the shadow of his previous accolades and what he's accomplished for the earliest og days of fortnite like you said so that is why he was the easiest target i think it's unfortunate man the slander on the timeline was ridiculous <laughs> um i came to his defense man i saw saf sticking up for him i saw other just genuine friends of his sticking up for him and you know you have the bandwagon so do you have the just the people on the bandwagon looking like oh this is a time to score some social points man i'm gonna you know, I'm going to come at Bizzle while he's down, right? While everyone else is. And they were just talking out of pocket, man. I think it was, yeah, it was crazy. It was a crazy weekend. Um, I was just like, yeah, y'all got to chill, man. This is, put some respect, man. It's Bizzle. So what if he had a rough day or whatever, right? I don't even think you can blame him. As a trio, they're getting, they're getting smacked up by Gabe Tyans, right? Straight up. Like, it's a tier one trio contesting a tier one trio. Like, these are two elite teams going head to head right now. Yeah, and, and it's crazy regardless, right? Like, obviously, now it, it's a couple weekends later, and it's and from the sound of it, on socials, Bizzle, Clicks, and Booga are not going to be landing sweaty sands, so they're going to pass it up for these heats coming into semis. And, and I was just going to say, they're in the same heat. So yeah. I'm, I'm happy they overcame that uh, the ego, right? Like, listen, Gabe, Tali, and Sprite, you're losing the fight against them, like, outright. Don't land there, right? If you care about your competitive career, if you want to do well um, in the tournament, the FNCS finals, you even want to make it there, bro, you cannot fight them. They've already proven they can beat you at this drop. So yeah. I'm happy. I'm happy they're changing it up because they kind of have to. Yeah, they definitely have to. Like, I mean, regardless of, of egos and, and wanting to stick to where you know, right? Now's the chance for them to switch it up because they didn't make it through straight to grands by qualifying as one of the top three teams no they made it through with consistency points onto semis and now they have to perform in their heat against each other uh, and and that's not going to be an easy feat for either team so they both need to understand the situation at hand make sure that they're playing to the best of their ability 
and, and and ultimately focusing on the overall goal of getting to grand finals. Yeah, I, I mean, listen, you're saying that he says he's going to switch it up. I find it a bit hard to believe because he was tweeting out talking about like, this tournament don't mean nothing to me. I already got 10 cars in the garage. You know what I mean? Like that, that was literally his attitude. And I was like, come on, clicks. Just be a competitor. You're losing. Suck it up. You know what I mean? GG's move on. Um, so I, I'm curious to so what clicks we get when he wakes up that day because all three of them have 10 cars in the garage. You know what I mean? Like the prizing yeah. doesn't mean anything. It's about the rep. It's about the reputation, the, the hunger to be a competitor, etc. Um, but I wanted to talk about is we were just talking about like, you know, switch it up, mix it up. I'm actually want to jump to Cray. Talk to me about Cray here. Uh, because I'm sure there's a lot of people listening here. Like, who's Cray and, and why why do we care about this guy? That was that was the same way I felt, by the way, when I heard about this dude. But you're gonna see why he just raised, I guess, rose to popularity, right? Overnight. Yeah, I mean, so if for those of you at home that don't know, Cray, a a professional or competitive player, technically. Uh, was landing uh, Slurpee Swamp and, and playing out throughout the FNCS weekend without getting a single elimination. I think uh, actually overall the entire weekend got one elimination and, and ended up qualifying through a majority of the rounds. So you may be asking how, right? Well, he found an exploit with small fry and fish and the jugs and a certain rotation through Slurpee Swamp in storm that he can outlive the players that are competing and fighting through that that fifth sixth seventh eighth and ninth zone oh my gosh so just absurd uh, absurd stuff and that obviously was a huge story over that weekend but now just a little added touch cray has continued to find different ways to survive without getting eliminations and winning games so we're going to see uh, how much how much that story continues to develop. But that's just a little bit of backstory of how he kind of grew to popularity over the course of the last three weeks. And let me put this into perspective, guys. He went from 300 followers to nearly 40,000 followers overnight. Like, literally, not even overnight. Within a 24-hour span. Um, yeah. I have 45,000 followers. I've been doing this for 10 years. I guess I'm bad at my job, y'all. Like, I don't know. I, I'm not cool enough, dude. I need to go, you know, I'll heal some players in a storm or something, get people to talk about me because apparently I'm doing it all wrong. This kid uh, blew up overnight. He had all the pros talking about him, man. The timeline was going crazy. Uh, people are taking his avatar now. And I think what he's doing is actually really cool. I want to, I really want to give a shout out to him because he didn't just, you know, gain popularity and then like, you know, just be like one of those toxic dudes or whatever, right? Like he's actually yeah. looking at this as an opportunity. He's trying to cultivate a community. He's putting out YouTube content. He's grinding um, in different fun ways to try and like just build up a community of people that are like stands, right? Like they, he wants them to stand with him and uh, do the, the heal loss, right? He's sharing his strategies. It's really cool, man. He's doing some fun stuff. I think he's really embracing the meme. And he's bringing it in all kinds of ways on the content level. And for that, I respect him for it. So not only did he blow up overnight, but dude, it seems like he was waiting for this moment because he's got the whole game plan. He's not letting it go to waste at all here. Yeah, he's definitely not. And, and like you said, it's kind of crazy to look at the amount of success. But when you, when you have big players in the space like Benji Fishy, Savage, all these people talking about Cray, and what he was able to accomplish, 
naturally you're going to see a flock of people just go to him and in his youtube content and the things that he's doing to maintain that brand genius yeah and not only that like you had also the same big superstars that were platforming him shouting him out they were also threatening others they were like listen you land on crate like you're i'm not gonna say the things they were saying but like you know, <laughs> you know they were talking to smack you know usual gamer fortnite stuff um borderline edgy things that could get people in trouble talk about that we're gonna jump to something there later about that same topic but it was uh yeah it was interesting man it was interesting it was a very very eventful i guess two weeks ago right because this is kind of where all these all these things pretty much started we're going in the chronological order here guys so the uh, the bizzle thing kicked off the cray thing kicked off it was really really interesting really cool um and then came i guess the apple versus epic lawsuit in full mm. swing huh yeah, so if, if for those of you that don't know, obviously this has been a lawsuit. We talked about it in previous episodes a long time ago when it first Months hit. Months ago. And, and yeah, and Epic was uh, announcing that they were going to be suing Apple and, and this, that, and the third. Well, now the full lawsuit is in effect, and the, and the whole court hearing has been taking place over the last couple of weeks. And we have some news. It looks like as of right now, Epic is winning the battle against apple which is let's go a huge huge not only for epic games and fortnite mobile but for the entire space to be able to create on uh, competing app stores within the apple ecosystem so crazy stuff there but on top of that monster i don't know if you heard but during these these uh hearings they talked about planned uh icon series skins and some other stuff yeah did you know they had the rock ariana grande uh and some other people lined up to be a part of the icon series like just insane names yeah there's all kinds of this is crazy about this too guys because everything that's being revealed in court is kind of like the back end to it right like the, the infrastructure the thought process behind epic the the stuff we don't even see announced or we didn't realize was so close to happening but didn't happen. Sponsors for different major events, um, money that was made and lost. Like, there's a lot of interesting things being revealed. I want to give a shout-out to Golden on Twitter and YouTube. If you guys do not know who this is, this man is covering the action every single day. He's listening to hours of footage, reading transcripts. He is literally the live reporter for this iOS battle going on right now. He's on Team iOS. He's on Team Epic here. Um, his Twitter is at I-M-G-O-L-D-E-N-Y-T. Okay, so it's at I'm Golden YT. If you guys are interested in following this story, maybe you didn't realize it was all happening. Maybe you didn't even realize there was a source of content to actually follow. Check this guy out. This dude's been dropping like message after message literally breaking down different uh, snippets of what's going on, uh, quoting each of the lawyers as they go back and forth with their points. <laughs> um, and yeah, it, it, it's, like a, it's like a soap opera. It's been crazy. So you guys, you guys just check it out. Trust me, go to this guy's Twitter. There's so much around this. We could probably do an episode in full breaking down everything that was revealed here because I don't know, Panda, I find it to be very intriguing. If, also, Pan, I didn't even think we talked about this, but if you haven't checked out Golden, you should follow him too because yeah. he's got some cool stuff, man. Yeah, actually, I'm literally in the middle of attempting to follow him now just to make sure <laughs> that I get that because 
we've seen obviously from other sources or bigger names in the community that have shared these graphics and stuff from the lawsuit yeah no but this guy but this guy's got everything they, i was gonna say they're probably taking the data from this guy i'm telling you like his last five his last 100 tweets are all about this covering this issue this drama between epic and apple yeah i mean it's crazy and you he literally over the last just to put it in perspective five hours has tweeted one two three four five six seven times about the lawsuit yeah. over the course of the last five <laughs> hours so he is covering every single detail of this thing so look like one of these two hours ago he says epic had gotten apple to say that they took over 20 billion from app developers in 2017 so he's revealing stuff about apple and how much money they're making as far as what they're drawing out of developers pockets um he's he's revealing things such as you know how Apple's security works and, and how they like actually, I don't know, categorize different developers and stuff. Like there's some silly stuff being said on uh, Apple side as well. Um, controversial things, man. It's really cool. But hopefully for all you iOS users, I feel like there's a lot of y'all out there um, just considering how big the platform was, you know, hopefully it comes back, man. Hopefully it comes back. I heard that there was going to be, and this is, this is all again, rumors that, this dude golden has been kind of pushing out there but um i think the plan if epic wins this i don't even think fortnite's coming back to the apple store guys it might just come to the epic games store on apple devices so mm -hmm. this is how like you know crazy scale this whole thing is blowing up um it wouldn't i wouldn't put it past epic and fortnite to like just take it to a whole new level dude drop their entire own store compete against apple on every front and yeah it's it's nuts dude it is nuts <laughs> to think we we saw this start to unfold and everybody was like oh i don't know how epic's gonna beat apple and here we are and they are winning the lawsuit as of right now yeah it seems like they are it seems like they are uh just again judge seems to be a little bit more favorable towards epic side epic just seems like they're bringing a little bit more arsenal to the table and because of that finding their success um, it all comes down to preparation. The same way our FNC, uh, FNCS competitors have to prepare week after week. We just wrapped up this uh, this last qualifier, basically, right? Teams that pushed their way through to the grand finals. It all unfolded. I got to cast over it with Aussie Antics. It was a fun, fun weekend. Um, man, it came down to the last games. It was such a close competition. Nut Mini and... Chucky here took first place, or excuse me, Nosh Nut and Chucky took first place for the NA East Division. They crushed it out. They led with over 20-point lead. In the last game, they actually fell early, almost throwing away their first place spot, but it made it super close for all the other competitors. It actually really came down to um, Aspect, Cass, and Who Fishy versus Felix, Posed, and Sparebow. And these guys, Felix, Posed, and Sparebow, so those of you guys don't know, Felix is an administrator at the practice server. I uh, basically work alongside this guy on a day-to-day -day basis with <laughs> operations and stuff. It's it's phenomenal how good he is at the game, but also just how casually he supports the scene, like behind the scenes, like casually in the sense that like he's focused more on making sure everyone is doing good and practice is rolling, but he's so good that he can compete at the highest levels and nearly push him, himself all the way to the final stage. So um, really, really, really want to give a big shout out to Felix Pose and Sparebow. Just phenomenal team. Did really well. Fell short two points. Came down to the last game. 
aspect Kaz and Hufishi. If you guys didn't watch their performance, man, that last game was ridiculous, guys. They popped off. They went all the way to second place with 12 eliminations. So that's just AKA they should not have qualified, but they had the game of their life. Like that is like, guys, we need to jump 10 spots. How do we win? We need a 12 kill win or something, right? And they go yeah. out there and they do it. Like it was, it was ridiculous. Yeah, I've got to. I got to say this, right? While uh, people have not necessarily flocked to participate in this FNCS, while while like the player numbers have been down, I gotta say it's been some of the best action I've watched. It's so good in in so long, right? I mean, I remember week number one, right? Because obviously, I got to support the boys, Tabne, Chimp, and Teo. Uh, they had an incredible week one, immediately qualifying onto grands. And they were down significantly in that final that final um, session of the uh, of the weekend, and they ended up coming in second place after I think it was two big big turnaround games. One with Teo just honestly popping off, and then the other one them working really well as a team. So it's interesting to see how even though you might be three four games in you still have the potential to turn it all around. Yeah, it's really not over until that final game is all said and done. We just seen some miraculous comebacks, man. And that was just one of the biggest games uh, that we've seen unfold throughout the, the entire course of these last couple weeks. It could be argued that week after week, the competition was easier, right? Or whatever, more fair, however you want to look at it. But honestly, it has not been any less exciting. This whole format that Epic came up with, top three, pushed straight to finals. It really has been something that the teams are battling for. And, you know, with NA East, with EU, there's nothing short of amazing teams. You're going to be watching action nonstop. You're, you're dialed in, man. You're, you're dialed in. You have teams to root for. And I love it because we're seeing now what happens when the same format, same game mode sticks around for a while, right? Teams to root for. Teams to uh, back and support throughout the weeks. And although, like any... Fortnite competition in good fashion. We have these snakenings occur where uh, oh, players just mix up their squads last minute, right? And they do all this silly stuff. It still is just so good to watch and follow once the, the, the season kicks off. You know, the season kicks off and we're watching them week after week. So it was a great week, man. It was a really great week. The competition was awesome. And casting it, casting has felt even better. Like I said, this format for top three, man, is dope. Uh, what happens in the week coming up or the weekend coming up it's actually going to be the reboot round. So it's going to be yeah. three games of winner quals to finals. Like, and, well, I guess that happens after the semis, right? After we get the teams for right? the semis. But I'm looking forward, as you can see, I'm like, forget semis, dude. I'm looking forward <laughs> to the reboot round already. Uh, it's going to be insane, man. Yeah, I mean, the reboot round is always fun, right? Last season, we saw Zayt and T Hi. make it through. Two seasons ago, it was uh, Connor making it through. I mean, like, the reboot round, in, in my opinion, is some of the best action that you get out of that semis weekend. Yeah, no, it's it's crazy. It makes it feel like a grand finals, like everything's on the line, because you know what's on the line is you literally make or breaking, and all that matters is the win. All that matters is that big win. And, and the seasons change, man. FNCS this weekend was actually played under a new competitive meta, if you will, and that's because Fortnite added back tactical shotguns and infantry rifles, guys. If you guys haven't played the season or jumped in in this recent week or so, they actually brought back the tactical shotguns. So if you're one of those guys that's like, yo, monster, I put the game down because I need the tack, right? Or I want the, <laughs> I want the big shots. Well, now's the time to hop back in, man. That tack shotgun is back. 
Um, it's not upgradable or anything, you know, like that. You can upgrade it the normal way through the NPCs, but uh, you can find it drop loot, right? Like normal shotguns. Yeah, and I gotta say, this is a very, very odd decision for Fortnite and for Epic to add these back at such a random time, too. I think yeah. it was we were but just before week three, which is the final week of opens. They add back the tactical shotgun and the infantry rifle. And so it raises the question, right? Remember when they tweeted out and they put out in that competitive play or um, blog, and they said, look, we will make sure there is no competitive updates during competitive events. And then you have situations like this. It's like, okay, I can see that it's definitely a benefit having them back. But like at the same time, why'd they do it? Yeah, I don't, I don't agree with them changing the game this much literally mid-season like they should not be dropping meta changing weapons rifles anything mm -hmm. like that that's like a revert from epic um i if i had to guess it had to be a mistake there's there's no other way around it like it, i'm thinking there was a miscommunication somewhere along the lines epic didn't realize this stuff was set to push they forgot to you know push that messaging across to the, the development team like this this seems like something that's supposed to happen after the comp season's over or not included in competitive modes but yeah the fact that tack is back is literally back because this weapon guys don't forget at golden level is stronger than a pickaxe swing to the wall this is what makes tactical shotgun like ridiculous in end game in box fights etc it really is a game changer people forget how how good it can be and obviously that's looking beyond how many shot it has uh the fire rate at which you can fire it, etc it's just an all-around well-rounded weapon so um i'd say a bit of a step backwards but i don't think epic really has been in a position or has been putting them in positions to go backwards i think they've been moving forwards right the whole direction they're heading in separating the competitive loop pools listening to the communities feedback uh, adjusting weapons yeah. nerfing primal shotguns like They've actually done a lot of good of uh, raising prize pool. They've just done so much forward, uh, forward thinking, forward stepping, moving in the right direction that this had to be a miscommunication, right? It, it definitely did. I was thinking personally that these were weapons that were set to come back with the new season. Because remember, we're only like two weeks out from the new season and or two or three weeks out from the new season. And so I was thinking in my mind, I'm like, for them to to introduce back these weapons that make such a huge impact in the game i think they were meant to go into the new season yeah and maybe they just accidentally put it in an, an early update and it was too late for them to remove it when they realized so they had to push it out yeah and that's not even us talking about how good the infantry rifle is again if you guys are unfamiliar with that one let me refresh your mind uh really quick first shot accuracy high damage that's all you need to know it's it's a rifle it's it's meant for the the most accurate and it's uh yeah it's a game changer and players used it so again if you're looking to catch up to competitive right now you're just jumping into the swing of things or you watched all unfold uh yeah pros are using it you're you're watching how the dynamic can change how much damage they can do uh it's a highly skilled weapon so love where the season is right now i really do the comp comp game mode right now i think is is one of the best spots it's been in as terms of balance and just overall gameplay um they removed the fire bow out of the game one of the big topics we talked about last week was the fact that things 
were on fire, servers included. Seems like things are uh, settling down right now, and, and we, we found a nice groove. But we always find a nice groove towards the end of the season, and then things just break again, come all the new features and the wild stuff that we know just comes to the game. Yeah, I mean, uh, you can't keep track of, of everything going on. I mean, especially with, with all the tournaments suffering from these major performance issues when it comes to the servers, it's like any other additional change can really mess with somebody mentally if you're a pro player. Yeah, no doubt about it. But let's talk about pro players, man, because uh, I don't know too much about this one, but Eclipse A seems like he's on a new team, right? And he mm -hmm. was doing what now? He, he got into some, some beef here. Like, like, take me through what was going through Eclipse A's mind. So, okay, you know Mitro, and, and Mitro's had a past of getting eliminated in an arena game or something and going after the player that eliminates him, okay. despite him having, like, an audience, right? A similar situation happens here with Eclipse A. So Eclipse A, literally the same day, signs to an organization called True North Gaming. If you don't know, brand new org to the scene, literally started last month, April 2021. And... They sign Eclipse, and they actually sign a couple big names. And yeah. so they sign them, and the same day, some low, lower-tier uh, competitive player that really doesn't have much of a following, etc., tweets out that Eclipse was harassing him in DMs, like, like, like give up on the game, and just, just some very, very toxic stuff. And was there any word from True North Gaming or like they were just like, yes, Fortnite. Oh, this is what we signed up for. <laughs> you already know it's the, the typical TSM treatment when it comes to the Fortnite scene. <laughs> is that, and, uh, is that what we're going to call nothing. it? Just <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, after, after the whole situation with Kanata, that's what they're known for to me. When it comes to the Fortnite scene, they're, they're the team that doesn't talk about it. Yeah, no doubt, man. Uh, talk about True North Gaming. I mean, they're doing some cool stuff. They signed Okis. Okis is a great player, mm -hmm. guys. Um, up-and-comer. Eclipse has definitely been on his game lately. Uh, you can't count him out. He's, he's been crushing it. Still very much here in the space. True North, I'd say, had a bit of a stronger presence on West before jumping into Eve. So I'm interested, man. I'm interested to see how this team develops, how long they get to stick around. Um, you know, orgs do pretty good. Like, I feel like the... New orgs do really well when they they come out strong, right? Put it like that. They come out strong. They drop the bank. Yeah. They get the big players. Uh, they grow a brand. They amass a couple thousand followings. Then most of them just kind of fizzle out. So um, we'll, we'll see what True North Gaming can actually build up to, see what they can become, see how they hold themselves, uh, if they end up holding their players accountable or anything like that, or if they follow suit to some of the other teams out there, like we mentioned, that TSM effect where... You know, you just kind of let them be signed and, you know, it is what it is. Let them write out their contract and just be the wild cards that they are, I guess, that you signed. Because uh, <laughs> that's the kind of stuff that is happening out there. Um, and just yeah. talk, about, talk about crazy things happening here, though. Um, let's talk about Aqua unless she getting disqualified. And not just disqualified, but were they banned from Fortnite too? Like, like take me through this because this is crazy. So one of their teammates on each team, mind you, right? And again, these are major, major players. Uh, a teammate on each team bought accounts or had been discovered to have bought Fortnite accounts years ago. And so somehow Fortnite caught wind of this 
and disqualified both teams. And I think you're right. I think for a period of time, it was a small period of time, um, it was either Aqua or Lecce was banned as well on top of the, the teammate being banned. I think that became that is reversed now, but just wild that out of nowhere from something that happened years ago, we're seeing epic action players in this way. Yeah, I mean, it's so crazy. Like, guys, Aqua, I feel like, just had such bad luck. Uh, he's, <laughs> he's been banned in the past for just doing silly, toxic things or, like, kicked out of competition, etc. Yeah. Uh, if you guys remember that whole drama against him and Benji Fishy, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. um, now his teammate Venos' account gets disabled, leaving him and CRR not having a teammate for cash cups and kicked out of FNCS, basically. All their series points amount to nothing. That gets completely crossed out. So this is the guy, by the way, who won Duo's World Cup, guys. Like, he's a, he's yeah. a pretty big deal. He's won some of the biggest <laughs> tournaments in the world. Uh, he's got some of the, the best accolades in Fortnite history on the European region, the hardest region of them all, y'all. So crazy. He gets banned. Leshi, one of the biggest players, obviously, on, on the EU scene, um, could arguably be viewed as the clicks of EU, for comparison's sake. Uh, recent yeah. signing to G2. G2's been doing a pretty solid job with the content, keeping up with the scene. But yeah, Lashid doesn't catch a break here either as he gets disqualified um, or his team does. So if it only takes one person, man, and your whole team, pretty much that's it. You guys all get cashed out. You're done. You're, you're out of the competition. Yeah. But like you mentioned, for something you did years ago, man. So I'm thinking someone is just reporting these accounts at Mass. They have to be. There, there has to be some, somebody out there like, picking apart their tweets in the past and, and trying to, to find something that Epic could action. And unfortunately for them, they did. And, and Lecce has been struggling the last couple competitive seasons to even get a team together to play um, following his big reign when he played with a uh, Savage. So it's crazy to see that he's struggling over and over again to get a team. He finally gets a team. And then all of a sudden, bam, his team is disqualified after already making it to semis yeah just crazy man and and again like i said epic i don't i don't see epic out there looking to witch hunt teams down no. right like this is the last thing they actually want is their <laughs> world cup champion the other one right like getting banned <laughs> and having more bad publicity so to me this just screams hater just like out there looking for blood man and it's coincidentally happening to two eu players so it's definitely some weirdo in the eu scene um targeting people y'all know if i get canceled man i don't know what i did but i didn't ask for it i'll tell you that guys so like, <laughs> yeah these people like that that's just what these weird guys do man they just look for stuff to bring people down man it's just kind of the world we live in yeah which is sad man it's sad that we're at a point where people are just constantly attacking people yeah definitely um and and so why why did Clicks decide to attack someone on his timeline? Oh my gosh, <laughs> this this kid, man! So it goes from his community attacking Bizzle what three weeks ago or two weeks ago, to now he tweets out the wildest thing. And and mind you, we all know if you've ever been on Clicks's Twitter, he just says some dumb stuff or says some wild stuff. And he does it solely for impressions, right? Right. He tweets out 
something that I'm not going to repeat on this podcast, and you're not going to find on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, it's all deleted. I got this one. It it was very misogynistic, guys. It was Mm -hmm. targeting women. Um, It was promoting just the usage of just file file play. Um, Use your imagination. It was just something so dumb for (laughs) clicks to tweet. But the problem isn't that he's out here spreading a poor message to his community. Um, it's what came afterwards that I feel like the community has been indecisive about. There are some people that are upset that Epic decided to take his creator code and the fact that he cannot be mentioned or featured in any Fortnite map inside the game. So they're essentially ripping any promotion or presence of clicks inside the Fortnite hub, and they're not happy with him. They're not happy with him at all. Um, this is, this is moving beyond the fact that he's targeted Donald Mustard in tweets before, yeah. right? The CEO and high-placing seats uh, of command at Epic. So he's done so many silly things. It was almost like this is one of those instances where Epic was like, do something. We dare you. You're going to get it, right? And then he did something dumb. He, uh, yeah, he was just straight-up misogynistic with his messaging on Twitter and just promoting what is kind of like an illegal activity, right? Depending on how you look at it. Uh, drugging yeah. someone, right? If you will, guys, that's about as far as I'm going to go with it. So um, just, just something dumb, right? But like you said, for impressions, man, was it worth it? Exactly. Was it worth it? I mean, uh, you gotta, you have to remember, right? It's not like clicks just tweeted this wild thing, this one time without any notice. And then he loses everything, right? He's done wagers when he wasn't supposed to. He tweeted at Donald Mustard when he wasn't supposed to, like, and saying just harsh things towards him directly when he shouldn't have. There, there's been multiple instances of just poor behavior from Clix's part that resulted in him now losing his creator code and losing his name on maps that can be featured in Fortnite. So regardless, right, look, you could be on one side or the other, but Clix, come on, man. You got to turn this stuff around. And if you guys didn't realize or if you guys don't follow ninja or or can have a grasp of how much money like this could this could cost someone like ninja was talking just recently about how much he made on his creator code like this man pulled in five million dollars uh off of his creator code at a small percentage by the way so just there's some serious bucks here man I, i mean i don't think clicks cares i'm looking at his timeline right now 11 minutes ago picked up a nice diamond bracelet uh, from from some website there, so you know he's got money. It's not about that, but overall, I mean, come on, man, generational wealth. You know the bigger picture here. It's it's just crazy. It is crazy, and 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 that ninja stuff is crazy too, man. It was five million dollars in one month at his peak with the creator code. So you can only imagine what clicks is losing out revenue wise multiple months moving forward. So. Maybe he'll get a chance to get it back uh, with good behavior, but he has to have actual good behavior. Hey, man, I, I don't know. I think it's looking a little dismal for, for clicks as a whole. We've seen other people bounce back, right? So yeah, I, I'm still hopeful for him. I'll say that. Yeah, I mean, I am too. I, I mean, you look at like situations like, remember Zane, right? Zane now unbanned on Twitch after how long? And, and and the toxicity that he had, and, and he's able to kind of make start making a comeback now in the scene. It did take over a year, but he's making his way back. So maybe Clicks will have opportunities down the line. He just has to 
come back to like have that 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 reality check that hey listen i can't tweet some wild stuff for impressions i mean could you have chosen a worse example though zane gets unbanned guys after two years on twitch oh my the day he comes back he gets banned for 24 hours uh the night of he wasn't even unbanned for more than six hours guys he gets literally banned on his first broadcast he calls someone a virgin i'm not afraid to say it yeah. it's a silly thing it's a silly rule twitch has in place but the man does that and gets banned off the platform. Uh, you got to do better. Like a lot of these to. guys got to do better. Yeah. I mean, look, it, it, in his defense, right. And I'll, I'll say this. He hasn't really paid much attention to Twitch over the last couple of years. So Crazy, these dude. new rules of, of the words like simp and virgin being uh, no longer allowed on the platform in a derogatory way. He had no clue. And, and I mean, regardless right attacking people's probably not good so you probably should avoid doing that but look he he's got his ban it was a one-day ban he's back though so we'll see how that goes for him yeah this what a what i told you guys we had an eventful two weeks y'all so we were trying to get you guys all <laughs> cut up uh one of the coolest things that did happen uh just this weekend epic finally guys after five months um they announced the fact that we had our first console exclusive cup. It's been such a hot minute since we actually had one, but they launched a console cup this weekend. $250,000, I believe, uh, split across a couple of the regions here. And like, let's talk about it, man. Yay, nay. Like, I, I'll say it off the gate. I'm hyped. I'm happy that we finally got some console money coming in, right? They deserve it. Yeah, but I think it doesn't come without some controversy, right? So excited, the console community did get a prize pool. They got some good stuff coming their way. And, and the results were pretty good. And, and I, I watched some streams of it, and, and it seemed to be pretty enjoyable to watch as well, especially on those next-gen consoles. But it looked like a good portion of that, that top-tier um, list of players that walked away with money, they're pro players from PC that just Ooh. went out and got a console and set it up I, like just to give you some context in eu alone right first place andalix second place queasy oh i mean gosh. the list goes on and on you see pink on here you see benji fishing and kiko like there are just pro players riddled across this top 20 for eu and the same thing applies to east you have nut in first place um on east by the way again. which by the way nut is the previous fncs champion on console mm -hmm. the last fncs champion on console um so yeah crazy i, I mean i want to ask you this do you think that there should be a i, I guess a device lock so that's what i was thinking right a, a way to at the beginning of the season lock in which console you're going to compete on competitively right i think that would be a cool way to genuinely separate the prize pools so that people on console actually have a chance uh, to, to go up, get some money, and then make their way to PC because ultimately that's the goal, right? Like if you're on console and you really want to pursue competitive gaming, you know that at some point you have to get off console. And if you're that good, you're usually good enough to... You know, hang with the PC boys. Let's look at what Nut yeah. has done. He literally just qualified this last weekend with Nosh, Nut, and Chucky. That was the trio right there. So uh, the previous console FNCS champion, he is a PC player. That's, that's like not new news or anything, but it just shows you. He 
he's that good. He can win on console. He can win on PC. That just means it, it all comes down to skill, guys. So um, definitely, definitely cool to see him, I guess, come out on top. I think it's going to be really good for his profile and building up the community. Um, and also, I want to I want to mention, like, I'm all for these console cups as well because this is just mm. going to bring more eyes, more hype, right? Console has the biggest player base, man. So we, we got to be tapping into those uh, the mobile niche, right? The console niche, because that's just going to bring more attention to comp as a whole. Yeah, I think people don't realize that the majority of the player base is on console, right? It's the casual player and even potentially the casual casual player that wants to kind of compete like just every once in a while. The only way they're going to be able to do that is on their console. So the last thing we want to do is ruin their experience from a console perspective, but also it's exciting to see that they actually have opportunities to compete. We know we saw it a little bit once they split the prize pools of FNCS um, back a few seasons ago. But look, this is their chance. It is console-focused tournament season, and uh, it's their time to step up and show that they can compete. Yeah. Uh, listen, I think it'd be kind of interesting to test something. Like, if you've earned PC earnings before, you can't earn console earnings. I don't know. So you can play. You can yeah. be at the top of the standings, get your attention cloud, etc. But the prizing should be maybe just given out to any uh, other people. There's, there's never going to be a happy medium here. Competition should definitely be played by the best of the best. So I'm all for that. But yeah, there just has to be a way where PC players aren't just going over and taking the console money. That that was the issue before that I had with it. It's the issue I have now. Um, if they're going to continue bringing in console events, etc., um, I'm all for it. It's really, really good for the PC track, the PC community, and just everything, like comp as a whole. But I mean, I don't have the creative genius to build the best or perfect format, but I'm, I'm hoping Epic finds some kind of um, solution for it. Or, I mean, who knows? We see it as a problem. Maybe they don't. And maybe they don't see anything wrong with the best players winning money because it's still publicity. Having Benji Fishy stream his game to 50,000 viewers does not hurt them at all. No, it doesn't hurt them whatsoever. It definitely ups the, the viewership and the exposure for the event. It, it's it's more that it it affects the players but regardless it, it's a good thing that epic is starting to step up and do these and i really hope we see more in the coming seasons yeah for sure for sure well guys this was today's episode of the fortnite podcast brought to you by monster and of course panda here uh panda let the people at home know where they can find you man well you can find me you can talk to me on twitter uh or you can find me on twitch so twitter life w panda Again, going full-time here on Twitch and YouTube content. So you can find me on those platforms, just Life with Panda. All right, so I'm, guys. I'm out there, man. Yes, sir. Check out the boy Panda Man and his new journey through the esports scene. And also, just send all your complaints to me. Even Panda's live stream, if you don't like something there, just go ahead, send the complaints to me at the Fortnite <laughs> Podcast at gmail.com. No, seriously, guys, have fun. Thanks, thanks you guys, for tuning into another episode. Thanks for supporting us on this crazy journey. Uh, find me at Monster D Face across all social medias. We'll connect soon, y'all. And until next time, don't forget to dance out those kills and boast in those victory royales.